So here's the thing about Scott Frost. Screw <laughs> 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 you, Nick. Oh. Welcome to Just in the Nick of Time. The show. And today on the show, as you may or may not know, rhyming. Um, we're not going to do that for like an hour and a half. I just want to say right now, this is not the musical episode. <laughs> you have no idea how badly I want to do a musical episode. <laughs> so this is not the musical episode. No. But it, there it, will be one. Yeah, there will be content <laughs> pertaining to musicals. I know, I'm saving my good, my vocal cords. Yeah, we, for when we do the musical episode. musical episode. Fair warning, I will write the songs. So, oh Christ. As long as Nick sings them, I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of nice of you. And I, oh. and I did try to write a musical back in you middle did. school. You did. Which... I remember that. So yeah, you I. do too. Yeah, it was like a thing. No, I didn't remember yours. I also tried to write a musical. Oh, I, was in middle school. I had the Nobody best opening number. Good morning, I hate you. Such a good that bit. That was a banger. Yeah, people like you know, it's it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast opening number where it's like Tans Folk and it's like Good morning, I hate you. Blah blah blah, blah. and then that continues. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was so good. Yeah, um, that was so, so good. I feel like we should explain. Uh, if there's so the chaos today. It's, it's, it's because Nick and I have known each other since second grade, second grade. and these two people were also in second grade with us. Introduce and the yourselves. Other ones. Uh, Wait, what? Well, we, I want to say that we have talked about doing this episode for a very yes, long Yes, since, since our very first episode. There's a reason we're doing the episode now that I assume we will get to, like, later. Um, yeah. But we should probably save that till like, the end. Uh, but why don't you guys introduce yourselves? As I said earlier. Ladies first. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I am the female voice in this episode. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nathan. I am one of the three male voices. <laughs> I, see, the good thing is, I think all of your voices are fairly differentiable. I'm glad one of us thinks so. <laughs> is differentiable a word? Well, you can pick out um, Justin. Have you met me? Of yeah. course it's a word. That's very true. <laughs> Kaylee wouldn't say something that isn't Kaylee's a word. Kaylee's the smart exactly. one. Like, yeah, that's true. Well, like, in, in order from like most to least intelligence, I feel like it was Kaylee, Nathan, Nick, and me. That's super I fair. agree yeah. Which is why it's probably bad that like... <laughs> The two dumber ones have the podcast. Okay, like, but you guys are funnier because I was too busy. Like my brain cells are all like, "Oh, what is what is this differential equation?" I don't know anything about differential equations, but like you know, is why, I, I is wasted my time being smart, anything? and you guys were actually uh, developed comedy. How are you like twenty three? Like I wasted my yeah. <laughs> So, no. so we've already it's started having two different conversations. That's definitely not the quadratic formula. No, Grandma's talking about how the garter snake's gonna get her dog in the backyard again. The backyard against your backyard friends. Yeah. I love that Justin show. Justin and I were talking about that yesterday. We was. That's such a good show. I like Pablo. He was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, Pablo. You're Pablo. I'm Tyrone. Claim your backyard against. Uniqua. I like the hippo one. I don't remember what her What's name the was. the hippo Uniqua? No. no. Uniqua's the pink one. Yeah. Her oh. name was like... Plus she was a yellow hippo. Did I say oh. Maybe. Yolanda? I, I also liked Tyrone. Yeah. But I wouldn't be him. I just liked him because he was funny. <laughs> they were both funny. It was a children's I, show. <laughs> Tyrone, while not an aspirational character for me, was in fact... A legend of next the job interview. Like, who's really inspired you in life? Tyrone from the backyard. Again. Don't say from okay. the backyard again. Just explain your feelings about Tyrone and have them believe Tasha. It's a person. Tasha. Tasha. 
Natasha. Right. She, like, wasn't in every episode, I feel. I she think wasn't. there were some that were, like, only Tyrone and Pablo. And then there was they the were, like, kangaroo cool. named Austin. He wasn't in every episode either, but Austin, I liked him. Austin very frequently played the villain. Uh, he did. And he I didn't know if that was, like, racist against Australia. He only said, like, They're three Australians. words an episode. What it would that? be weird. He only said like three words an episode, too. Yeah, he was very quiet. I think it's why I made him a good bad guy. Because, like, even really, like, that show was not about, like, motivation for why we needed it. It was just, like, pure crystal meth vibe. Like, just, like, uh, the, the purest, like. Yeah. So, speaking of backyard friends, we were friends in childhood, and now we're here in adulthood, hoping to jog some memories, relive the good old days. Because. Uh, so, this goes back to grade school, so... There will be yeah. a lot of tangents. Yeah, so I, and, and I was very strange in grade school. I don't know about y'all, but, uh... Justin, I hate to break it to you. You're still a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> but no, audience, you don't know the half. Yeah. Uh, if you, <laughs> but if you have made it this far in the podcast yeah. and not picked up, then Justin gives off some strange vibes. You're about to learn the lore. That's true. This is the deep lore, man. This yeah. Is the, this is the... Because I didn't vibes. really become, like... Outwardly strange until I started talking to Nick. I'm honored. I yeah, like, yeah. We we us the three of us built on each other. We were yeah, terrible. We I, I joined in later. I wasn't friends with you guys in like fourth grade. Yeah. yeah. What like like let's 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 address the elephant in the room. Grade school gender relations, like you know, yeah. The I girls didn't, didn't hang out with the boys. It was like a segregated environment. I did yeah. not like, sit at the boys' cafeteria table. <laughs> yeah, you no, did. I feel like you do need to make I that clear. I think the teachers would have pulled me aside and made sure I wasn't like a lesbian. <laughs> in fourth grade, hey, hey, in fourth grade, because that's we went to Catholic school. Okay, and been I'm like, glad no, you no, said no, that. Should like, we be worried about her? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yes, but not for the reasons that you thought. Oh, um, absolutely. So, yeah. So, I guess I met Nathan in the first grade. Mm-hmm. We, I think, met playing Red Baron. I, I have um, no idea. Yeah, we were flying airplanes in the, like... That was the, like, first Do you remember the game, the the game fucking, Cheeses? I do. I got in a lot of trouble over Cheeses. Yeah. I got in deep shit with Ben Pinkerton over Cheeses. Yeah, because I. My God. So Cheeses existed because of the book Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yes. 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 The Cheese Touch was a thing that you could get. Uh, the great books, like truly in the American lexicon, among like To Kill a Mockingbird and Tony Morrison. Unironically. Um, He's still making them. Yeah. He is? Yes. Uh, one day I'm gonna get like the tweet notification that he died. And I'm gonna go back through and read all the shit. Oh, that's a callback from before we were recording. Evil yeah, but the reason I brought up cheeses is because we might be thinking of different games, but the game I remember as cheeses had nothing to do with the cheese touch. So we had three different colored footballs we named cheeses. There was like yes. the blue cheese, the yellow cheese, and the Nazi cheese, which was the most <laughs> important cheese. <laughs> this was the and, it, and it, it was you. Me and Ben Pinkerton, and we would all try to kill each other to get these cheeses. Yeah, absolutely. It was like an Oklahoma drill with three cheeses. Yeah, and, and I never found out what the Nazi cheese was. I was never. It was no, it was Ben's thing. He never told us what the Nazi cheese was, but that's why he was always up by one. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> yeah. So like, I, like, it was definitely Calvin Ball, right? For those. Oh, and speaking of Cal, like, do you remember Hot Dog Ball? The game that got us in trouble. There's so much lore. All that the I just games don't got us in trouble. So, we always so hot dog ball, like 
seventh or eighth grade year, they for some reason like, hey, we bought y'all a bunch of new recess equipment and we expect y'all to use it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was like mandatory fun. Like, yeah. So one of these was like these scoops and like a wiffle ball. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd you'd fling them and they. Yeah. Those things lasted like a week. Yes, because of us. So what we did, did we is, bust them all. Yeah, because because. <laughs> Instead of doing the throw and catch, which is what I believe was recommended, we invented hot dog ball because we had hot dogs for lunch that day. So That's right. So how it worked was the, there would be a pitcher, and you would get, like, nine balls and eight strikes. <laughs> and the pitcher would throw the ball up in the air with the thing and then whack it to the batter, who would then in turn whack it, and then you would try to run to the tree and back. If you ran to the tree and back, you know, that'd be yeah, like... Yeah, it was a like, a, like a wicket. Like, it was yeah. a cricket kind It was of basically thing. cricket and baseball. If you, like, caught it, that'd be, like, a point for the defense. Something along those but lines. But there were way too many fielders for this game. Yes. <laughs> because it's like... It's not like we were, like, hitting for distance. No. no. <laughs> it's a little Can I clarify? Yes. How were there too many fielders? It was the three of you. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> how bad the game was. Like the correct number of pitchers would have been the or the correct number of fielders would have been the pitcher or bowler or whatever. No, Anton okay. was involved as well. Oh, that's I forgot true. About it. So yes. there were like four. Yeah, I guess there were teams of two, which I, means there was an extra fielder that should. I be just didn't mm-hmm. want our listeners to get the impression that you <laughs> had twenty <laughs> children playing this with you. Yeah, no, no. definitely not. <laughs> That would be so much cooler if we were, like, Pied Pipers of yeah. Hot Dog Ball. But no, and the game got began because we broke all the <laughs> scoops, and because one time, I think, Nathan, you hit a pot fly, and I'm like, I'm going to catch this, and it's going to be so cool. So I'm running, trying to make an over-the-shoulder catch, and I run face-first into the electrical box. Oh, That's yeah! You ate shit! That was awesome! Not as bad as Chris Cassidy that one time. Well, like, Chris Cassidy almost ate shit into mortality. Yeah, he, like, he could, there's a, there was an ambulance, an ambulance yeah, in yeah. the freaking parking lot. I don't lab. remember this, explain. You he, know what, it was in seventh grade. They were, okay. they they were, were playing, playing football. Bas- I thought it was basketball. It was football? They were playing yeah, football. Okay. Chris <laughs> Cassidy, somehow, I didn't see it happen, but I saw the ambulance. I saw it happen. I didn't see it happen. It wasn't at the basketball hoop. I thought it was the telephone pole, but I didn't You're see right. it. You're right. No, no, it was the light pole. It was the light pole. It was pole. a concrete light pole. I mean, because he they like had a George plane. of the Jungle wrapped his ass around <laughs> the telephone pole. Like, and like, just fell back. And it was very clear to me that it wasn't... What made the teacher freak out was not him eating shit the first time on the telephone pole. It's that he fell directly, like, cartoon backwards and, like, bounced a couple times on oh, the tarmac. No. And then just was completely non-responsive. And yeah. I distinctly remember a couple kids whose names will be redacted because this is too, like, uh, hardcore to, like, put... They, like, one of them got down and just started pumping on his <laughs> And one of them was just kicking him. Like, get up. And both of these were pure, well-intentioned, like, we are trying to do the right thing in a crisis thing. And I- hey, this ties into the actual premise of the podcast, because Chris Cassidy played for the Huskers. He, he did. did. He, like, walked on oh, as a defensive somebody. Yeah, and I got more playing time than him last year. You didn't? Yeah. Well, I was media, and, you know, they let us on the sideline, you know, towards mm-hmm. the end of the games. And sometimes if, you know, they're winning by a bunch, you know... After the last, what, they'll kneel- put you in his quarter. No, no, at, no. After about? the last kneel down, even though Rudy, the game, Rudy. no, even though the game's still going on, media can just wander on the field. Yeah. So while the game was happening between Nebraska and Indiana, I played for twenty three seconds. Wow. 
23 second collegiate career. Yeah. We I cannot imagine you didn't talk about this on the podcast already. No, he hasn't. No. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's true. I want to listen to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a new story to me. If you're a anyway. fan and you want to come on the podcast, all you have to do is have known us for 20 years. And <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and Almost. then you can come on the pod. That is shockingly close to being like reality. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. We've discussed the kind of like generalized playground shenanigans. I feel like we need a roster of some critical individuals for stories going forward. So, okay. you've met Justin. And I genuinely just need you to imagine this vibe in a child, uh, but like condensed to child size, right? Like same like energy, different, no smaller size, and just yeah. less less place to go, right? Yeah. Like so, even less inhibition than now. I was sort of there's a John Mulaney bit, uh, and Justin, you'll be tempted to cut this, and you can't. Uh, John, John Mulaney Mulaney. says like every He's fourth grade boy is kind of an old gay man from Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, and, I like, love that bit. I fully embodied that. Like, I was just kind of sort of over it and, like, didn't like that. I put my hands on my hips a lot. <laughs> like, I... Nicholas McConnell was the original hipster of our grade. Yes. Yes, yes, because yeah. he likes the things that the other boys didn't like. Yeah. That's absolutely you were, true. You were the first, like, I listened boys. to the Beatles. <laughs> and that's so true. And I read Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, and we're like, the Black Eyed Peas, and you're like, I listened to the Beatles. That's true. Sergeant yeah. Pepper is like... Yeah. Do you guys remember that assignment where we all had to bring in our favorite song to music class? Yeah, yes. and Nick and I purposely Nick did the same one. Hey, you were, you did Hey Jude too? No, there no, was the more than year. one. Okay, oh. Yeah, it was two years. Because okay. he did Hey Jude, did, and Mrs. Moore stopped it halfway through and was like, you get the gist. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad about that. Uh, because I had had I to listen imagine. to a lot of really bad songs, and then they turned off my good ones. Like, that, that is how I genuinely saw the world. Uh, was the, like, I was correct about most, if not all, things. Um, How is this different than Nick of Now? That's so fair. Um, I I remember in that assignment that someone brought a a Taylor Swift song that was like, that one of the lyrics was tangled up with you all night, and the teacher like almost turned it off after that because like, that was sex. Nathan, (laughs) we're all incredibly loud people. You gotta speak up if you... I am, by default, a very quiet person. <laughs> Which is so interesting that he, like, got adopted by Justin and Nick. I know. I, I don't know how your friendship worked the first, like, ten years. I was but a good I listener. Nick and I became friends when we were on a, like a t-ball team, and we sat next to each other in the batting lineup. Yes. So, so we became friends. So we were still friends that following school year, and then you joined because Nick would tell you about his dreams. I remember that you that, would tell me stories about your dreams. That's true. And, and you why you always just gave therapist vibes that I desperately <laughs> needed one. Like I and, and here we are. Nick, I would like to set the record straight once and for all because you claimed you had a recurring dream where you were being chased around St. Peter's by a unicorn with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on its horn. That's true. That, that was true? Hand to God, that's true. Also, the other reoccurring dream was that, like, we were all, like, our whole class was at the Great Wolf Lodge, but we all had to, like, fight to defend the fortress from, like, very enemies. <laughs> the Great Bear Lodge. I am so into that. <laughs> I will defend no, the Great was, Wolf Lodge with my life. I know, like I, I, you probably died a couple times. Like, oh. but then, like everything kind of just video game set back to zero. No, like I seriously, I had truly troubled dreams as a child, uh, which sounds a lot more dramatic than it was. But I just like, I, I, 
talking to Nathan, because Nathan, like, to be fair, you were a good listener because I think if someone had asked you to talk, you would have had a stroke. Like, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and so, like, I was just like, this is clearly a person I can unload all of this on, and he'll be thankful because someone is at least, like, you know, vibing. Like, yeah. And then, then I came in, and uh, <laughs> a being of pure chaos. You were, my gosh. Still, like, again, yeah. This is a conversation about how some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> and then from that, like, you became quite chaotic when you wanted to be. Like, I couldn't turn it off, but you could. Yes. And like, you, you definitely fed into me. Yeah. And you, there was a time where you could like go toe to toe with me in the game of who can say the stupidest thing. Do you remember, uh, did Farmer Billy own a farm? Well, well Fargo. Fargo. Yes. Um, this feels like a good time to talk about, uh, our comrade who has, who has left his service, uh, to this world. Nathan, do you want to explain the Dubson lore? Oh no. The, the Dubson is one of the names of, several names, of my cousin's cat, who... Okay. I was going to tell you this earlier. That is still your profile picture in my phone mm-hmm. because I never changed it from when I was like 14 and we had all those group chats. I have several people with that picture with like <laughs> pictures of that cat. Made me laugh so hard. And now I'm like 23 years old and I got flashback to the past. I was like, oh, wasn't one of them the goods? The was goods. Okay, yes. the, good. the, the goods is very good. Yes, the goods is very good. That was his main name. Was the goods? It was just that's the cat's name. Um, the Dubson, the Dubson was one of them. There were several more that I just can't remember. This cat was, he was like 30 pounds. It was a hefty. And in, in the lore, he was like Dark Garfield. Like, was he? Like, I always got nefarious vibes from the Dubson. I always got like the old knowing one. Yes, that was more of the vibes that I got. Yeah. Like, he's just I an just all-powerful being. Figures, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he was this big tabby cat, 30 pounds. We, My cousins and I just worshipped that cat. And then he got, like, diabetes and died. <laughs> Probably a decade ago. No, uh, that no, is we a great... high school when the dubs died. Oh, was he? Oh. I consoled you over the dubs' death. Like... Yeah. He got ran over by a car and survived because yeah. he, had, he, had, he, was, he had so much cushion on. Yeah, him. he had so was much the car. Okay. <laughs> so my 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 uncle was backing out of the garage and hit a very large bump and it broke his leg, but he survived because he had so much padding. I thought you meant it broke your uncle's leg. No, <laughs> honestly, like that, like probably it could have. Um, I remember. Multiple times, the dubs being like horrifically sick towards the end. Like, oh, yeah, he was straight on. He was, he was not a well cat, and so he's you thirty pounds. Me, and <laughs> you and your sister would both update me on the health of this like talisman of our group of like mentally ill children. Yes, like, <laughs> yes, because he was like the god figure of our group. Yeah, because we had lore. Because it all started one day in fifth grade when I picked up an acorn on the playground and oh declared, my god. "This is my pet." Mm-hmm. My pet acorn. His name is Tanner, and he gives me powers. And the powers were like somehow tied. Like the goods is like the all-knowing being, and gave Tanner the power. And gave Tanner the powers, which he gave to me to fight the evil invisible gummy bears. I I was just going through my phone. I have still to this day thirty pictures in an album labeled the goods. Um, 
and this isn't this is an audio podcast, so this isn't going to make sense to any of the listeners. But I have I have so many pictures oh of this God. cat. Most of them that's from the like one yeah, it's yeah, a good one. Most that's of good one. most of them are, for, are from like 2013, 2014. Just a very very fat cat. Um, it truly like it's a tabby, so it does look like garbage. I don't know yeah. how many of our listeners are are into cinema, but if you've watched oh, oh Jesus, holy, no no. Send me that. That's the episode picture. Okay. Okay. Yes. That that's our episode picture on Spotify. So to describe it, it is it is a picture of this cat going dark brand un, underneath. A, yeah, going dark brand underneath a, a dining room table with, and because of the flash of the camera, and cat's eyes are reflective. It's just the cat's eyes are glowing green, and it looks like it's about to pounce. It yeah, like. Nathan, you have so much more respect for the audio medium than the podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan just has more respect for things, I think, and, like, ideas. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, no, the, the nemesis was the evil, invisible gummy bears. Yes! I remember. The, right? Yes. The evil, invisible gummy bears. So whenever something would get, like, not, like, a pencil falls on his desk, I would, in class, go, evil, invisible gummy bears. And it just became a thing. Yeah. So that's how I was in grade school. You know what occurs to me? What? I'm just, you can cut this later, but I'm going to get Metapod for a second. There is, like, reasonably significant news for the podcast in this episode that will come out at the end. Yeah. But it occurs to me that any listener who wants to know that significant news needs to wait until the end of the podcast through all of this terrible audio content to get to the important thing. This is great audio. I don't want to change our plan at all. I just think that's hilarious. It's it's, it's God God mode hilarious. Um, yeah. So... Can I give an example of what Justin was like in, like, sixth grade? Certainly. I think the best thing that describes him is every time he sneezed in class, he would go, Achoo! Duck and cover grenade, knowing <laughs> that like yeah. So I figured out around that time I can control my sneezes because most people like, yeah. Just, like, I knew you had trained yeah. yourself yeah. to do but, that, but like, like that's not that's not like mandatory. Like you can do any like high <laughs> syllable release syllable. So I started with like ah pa because because yeah, yeah. I don't know that just that pa's a funny sound. So I stuck with that. And then in high school, I tweaked it a bit. I did ah-choo to be, like, on the nose as possible. Ah-choo. Yeah. And then, junior and senior year of high school, I did sneeze. And that was the funniest one. <laughs> sneeze. That was good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, Char's talking. Yeah. Sneeze. Sneeze. And he's like, so, again, General McCallum. Like, oh. I think we should start to hit some highlights that I have uh, that are, like, stories I want to generally recount. And one of them is the s- stabbing. Uh, <gasps> Nick, that was in our first episode. I know. Okay. But Wait, it was such one, the, a bang. The real one or the library? The one you're thinking one. of. The library one. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I thought you were going to talk about those. The, the, oh, no, the, you the one from high school. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't there. Like, that would be... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Not so here's where to cut back. Yeah. So we had an excellent. I think I can speak for everyone when I say excellent school librarian. <gasps> yes. I love Mrs. Burbaugh. 
I was just about to ask, are we allowed to say your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, so because we're gonna be wonderful. complimentary of Mrs. Purbaugh, or you're gonna answer to me. She was amazing. Oh, I loved I, her. The I, sweetest old lady. I coached page one after, like during high school, you so I got to see one. her like every week, and oh. I was it was so wonderful. She'd be like, How are you? Like, Thanks for asking. She was great. She also thought that all the kind of dorky kids hung the moon. Particularly because she was also the she theater director. She loved the nerds. She, <laughs> did. she loved the reading nerds and she loved the theater nerds. And all of us on varying levels of that spectrum were on that. And um, Yeah, we don't have any jocks on this podcast. No. <laughs> you <didn't> <laughs> I think it would be great if someone had been listening to this like a serious sports podcast and were like, oh, maybe they like played high school ball or like walked on for a year. Like, nope, nope. Our None sports jobs <laughs> include literally like T-ball. And, uh, yeah, I scored. For my entire eighth grade St. Pete, uh, name of school basketball season. We can say the okay. name of the school. Saint- said it before. Oh, probably, yeah. St. Peter's basketball season, six points on my final season. Six points. My final season of baseball, I got one hit the entire season. I got no hit my entire last season of baseball. Am I the closest we come to a jock? Yeah. Because I played play volleyball golf? through, oh, and I played high school golf. You freshman you reserve. You terrible at it. Freshman reserve with Haley. My wife did too. Yes, I know she did. That's how I knew her. Yeah. Um, yes, but I was thinking high school volleyball because, like, I was better at volleyball than yeah. you guys were at basketball. So. Speaking, of, we'll get to the staffing, but <laughs> but speaking of grade school volleyball, remember when we beat the teachers? Yes, we were the first one in like fifteen yeah. years to do it. Yeah, because I was saying like obscene things over the microphone when it was my turn to announce. Uh-huh. Mr. Medna tried to wrestle the microphone away from me and gave me a blood blister. But until, like, a couple years ago, I still had a spot on my middle finger that was the Medna spot because my eighth grade teacher had harmed me with a microphone. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding up my middle finger. He, he oh, asked me to I have a show story about the middle finger. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Can we get back to Mrs. Purbach? Yeah, okay, so the middle finger story is actually relevant. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So, when I first found out what the middle finger was and what it meant, I didn't believe whoever was telling me. I thought they were joking with me and trying to pull a fast one. So I would just, like, do it to them, maybe like, oh, and I'm like, okay, they're just messing with me. So then one day, I'm in library class, standing right in front of Mrs. Purbaugh. <gasps> oh, no. Not Mrs. Purbaugh. And, well, okay, my back like- is facing her. So this isn't to her face. Oh, okay. Her face. But, <laughs> and then one of the kids who was telling me these things from the back room was like, hey, Justin, <laughs> like, what is the middle, like, the middle finger's bad. I'm like, no way, watch this. So I do... Full extension, double burns. <laughs> and I scream, oh yeah! <laughs> um, so I was a uh, Catholic girl, and when somebody told me that the middle finger meant I hate you, I would point it toward the ground because I hated the devil <laughs> and he was in hell. That's the most pure thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. And it was my older sister, so I did believe her that that was what it meant. <laughs> so Nick had nice. to take a drink. <laughs> so another thing that happened in the library was something that uh, listeners of this pod, if you are loyal, have heard. But time to reiterate, because there are so many perspectives on this. Okay, so I'm going to try and obfuscate names uh, okay. as much as I can. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't think you did the first time, but oh, oh no, you did. You just so <laughs> I'm gonna call one of these guys Gus. Okay. And one of these guys Jerry. Okay. 
Okay. So I think we're all I clear on I, who Jerry is. Yes. I know who Jerry is. And by process of elimination. <laughs> so I was thinking Didymus for some reason, so... That is oh, so lit. <laughs> yeah, so Didymus and Jerry. Are, uh, <laughs> this fall on EWTN. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like their response because Disney started putting gay characters in, and they're like, we need to have, like, you know, like something for the good Christian dudes that doesn't, like, have the gays. So Didymus and Jerry is, like, their, like, buddy comedy. Yeah. Uh, in which they learn the importance of straight sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Unironically, it would be ten times the sex that we got. So. Well, oh, there's a story about that later. That later, later. But and anyway. The library. So Didymus and Jerry. Didymus was, um... Can I preface this? Yeah, please. There was... So that day, during library, you know, we were all little shits. Because we were in, what, sixth grade? Yeah. This was sixth grade. Yeah. And uh, nobody listened, and we were all terrible, and it was library class. So, like, what is she supposed to do with us? And so, but this one day, she was standing in front of the class saying, you guys have been so well-behaved today. Thank you so much for being good today. She was, like, praising us. And then... And then... Uh, so, there, I guess there's another practice we need to add. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> at our school, it was popular to create what we referred to as a ship. Yeah. And these ships were honestly sketchier than prison ships. <laughs> uh, you take a ballpoint pen, mm-hmm. but not any ballpoint pen, specifically like a big ballpoint pen with a cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the kind of thing that has like a three-piece one where you've got the ink cartridge, the holder piece, for lack of a better... Yeah. which we would bite off. Yeah, because it was totally possible to remove it with your fingers. Yeah, but... Uh, but, like, that took too much time. So kids would, like, gnaw them off, like, opening a grenade style, and then would take a thumbtack mm-hmm. and shove that into the cartridge so that they basically had a thumbtack that would extend from their hand like a ship, right? So that you could, you could more easily poke people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... For a while, uh, some of the other troublemaking kids, because we were like a pain in the ass, but we weren't yeah. like literally violent most of the time. Most, most, of, the most time. of the time. We'll get into uh, that. <laughs> kids would uh, shiv each other with these things, and it would hurt them, but they couldn't like make a noise, because then the whole jig would be up, and it was like mutually assured destruction that you didn't rat no matter how many holes someone like poked in you. It was like pirate code. <laughs> uh, obviously, and we'll get to the sex ed later, I assume... But not a great understanding of like, you know, liquid board pathogens in this school. Zero to none. I have been informed that at a separate Catholic school in our town, they would just take thumbtacks and like launch them at each other. Which school? Um, I don't remember if it was St. Joe's or St. T's, but they would use rubber bands and they would launch thumbtacks. The St. T's kids were. I feel like maybe it was Anthony who told me. Do, Do you remember the girl who would like? We would pay her to make bows out of pens. Yeah, who was that? Can I say her name? Yeah. It was Abby Horner, I think. Oh my god. She was so artistic. Yeah. yeah. And like mechanically, like just a talented person. Oh my yeah. gosh, was like yeah. corrupted by little shit sixth graders who wanted to perpetrate violence. But, um. Yeah, I beat her in a poetry slam that I did not deserve to beat her in. <laughs> She was great. Well, because it was decided by votes. Yeah. And <laughs> sixth graders crave chaos. Yeah. And mostly bad stand-up. Like, oh. And this, the stabbing. The yeah, the stabbing. Thank you for getting us back vaguely on the, the rails. So, you know, 
Didymus and Jerry. Yeah, okay, someone else so just do this and everyone else shut up. It, oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So here's what I saw. <laughs> this is like hoodwinked. I, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Um, so we were in the library. <laughs> And Mrs. Perbaugh had just finished congratulating us for actually behaving for once. And Jerry, Jerry. raises his hand and goes, Mrs. Perbaugh, I've been stabbed. I <laughs> and don't what? remember it being that call. <laughs> I remember. I, I, for some reason in my head, he went, Didymus stabbed me. That, that did happen. Yeah, okay. yeah. But there was so, a howl proceeding. Okay. For some reason, I must have been wrapped up in a book or something. I don't remember that. Were we, were we all in the same library yes, class? We yeah. must have been, because I was in that class. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway. I think that's like, sixth grade was kind of like when we started being friends. But yeah. anyway. So, so Mrs. Probot goes over, and Jerry is like bleeding from his forearm, and she explodes. <laughs> This woman can get angry. Oh, and Because she deals with children. And she starts going off about how he could have hit an artery, and how they were lucky he was alive. And I remember and staring over there, looking at the gush of blood, thinking, he fucking did! <laughs> he obviously did! Move the dying child before he goes blue! Like, don't give us a lecture, perform first aid, or find someone who can while you yell at us! So Didymus did stab Jerry, and, and then the rest of the year, everyone called him Jesus because he had been yeah, bleeding from his lot. wrist. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> what I do remember is that the way that Didymus explained it later is that Didymus thought that he had grabbed his shiv and was going to prick Jerry. Um. <laughs> In the arm. Or actually, I think in the shoulder. And then Jerry, like, turns to look at him. And it's a little bit like if you've seen the Seinfeld Second Spinner episode, where, like, the, like... Oh, my gosh. The, the, like, the positionality matters a great deal here. But, like, if you can imagine Jerry's shoulder going back as he's sitting down and, and, and Didymus stands above him. And then Didymus misses the shoulder entirely and strikes, like, I'm going to call it the heroin spot on the inner elbow. <laughs> The uh, heroin really, spot. Yeah, yeah, you know. Where the one inner arm. Inject heroin in movies, obviously. Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> Say it a little bit more... It's more believable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's way less shady if you don't say that. I completely understand. I just don't know. What else do you call that? My not involved in child trafficking t-shirt has, has got a lot of questions that have already been answered by the shirt. The way I know where heroin goes is because Justin did a speech once where he was pretending to be a drug addict and he was rubbing his arm the whole time. What speech was this? It was like one about a girl who didn't have arms. But yeah, she still played soccer. Yes, and there was like a junkie in it, and every time you were the oh, junkie, yeah. you were rubbing your arm. I forgot about that character. <laughs> okay, I understand the criticism, but everyone who's listening to this knows exactly what I mean when I say the heroines. Yeah, well, yes. regardless of whether or not they've That's done heroin, which I, I have not raise a criticism. But you, I feel like it's understood that the you fact, have it. The so fact that you're you... defending it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. He thinks he doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> it was a matter of time. It was a little John Shakespeare in this fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so... I was so ashamed it was me. 
Who else would it be? <laughs> Nick! Yeah. Good point. Uh, I bite my thumb at me. Oh. <laughs> Tybalt, you are a saucy boy. <laughs> I love it. Like, uh, our whole generation can quote Shakespeare. Like, anyone who went through freshman year can quote Shakespeare. But none of the meaningful shit. <laughs> a sail! Like, a sail! God. I just, uh... And, and that's basically the end of the story. Like, I believe that Didymus was whisked off by Mr. Molly, the custodian. Yes, he was such a cool guy, too. He was yeah, awesome. I love he was, Mr. Molly. I believe a veteran and cool as a cucumber about a bleeding child. Like, <laughs> you know, which, to be fair... Jerry, Probably not his first rodeo. No, definitely not. No, definitely yeah. not. Jerry took it rather well. For yeah. like, like, you know... Tough dude. Yeah. yeah. But that fully happened. We watched, you know, they, they say that, like, only kids in, in, in rough schools see violence. But we, we watched bloodshed in, in like, sixth what? grade. And we were, like, the bougie Catholic school. Oh, the most, yeah. the, the bougiest in town. St. Joe's had a $2 million organ installed. Okay. Because Clarence people... Thomas was at our church once. I don't it's remember just... who that is. He's the Supreme Court Justice. Who's oh, yeah. been in the news a lot recently. For financial fraud. Guys, you have to understand, I haven't watched the news since before college. I thought I was the most unplugged here, but clearly it was Nathan. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, Keep but we that. had the richer neighborhoods <laughs> than St. Joseph. Yes, that's, that's, that's very true. true. We, we, yeah, <laughs> I figured. Okay, so, so are we entering the choir stories portion of yeah, this, this is a good podcast? <laughs> oh, do you guys remember when we... Here's the bit. There was a kid. We'll name him Kid. Uh, kid Kids. was in the choir room, and the choir room had just been built on. We built a nice new choir room when we were all basically like in junior high. Yeah. And this was a K-8 school, to be clear. Uh, that might be weird to some of you, but it was what it was. I do have to say, that choir room, it's not a choir room anymore. They changed it into... That breaks my heart. I'm, it's specifically built to be a choir there room. There are acoustic panels in these, yes. the, like, parish council. Yeah, it's, it's like a conference room now. Yep. And and all the choir is now in the basement in a storage room. Yeah. And it's, it's so sad. Absurd to me. But um, anyway, continue with, with this crucifixion. So... <laughs> We, along with a couple other kids, who, frankly, it was their idea, but you were present and I was present. Yes. Were you there when they crucified I was our not. friends? No. <laughs> uh, were you there? I believe it was the men's choir. Uh, it was not. It was I was a not men's involved. rehearsal of Guys and Dolls. Yeah, so I wasn't there. I wasn't in that. Right. I was in Guys and Dolls. I was not in the men's choir of Men's and Dolls. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's so shocking. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just have a. I remember you guys singing "Good Old Reliable Nathan" to me. It was that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good. Memory. That's so wholesome. It was fun. <laughs> I, I remember Beauty and the Beast during the Gaston song. There's that line: "Can you ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley?" And one time, Ben Pinker. This was like two weeks before we went to stage. He went. Eddie, Tom, Dick, or Stanley. I remember that. <laughs> and everybody had to try not to lose it for the rest of the song. I, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a good Catholic girl. <laughs> I will say shit every once in a while, but other than that, um... Yeah. Do you want to explain to the people why you curse? Because I think that's the funny, like, how you started cursing. I still don't. I got a dog. And he's a little shit. And I had to let him know. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Also, my workplace... Uh, cursing is fairly common because we do taxes and clients are idiots. So I mean, I work at a bank and we they do too. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, 
We crucified a kid. Yeah, we crucified a kid because he was kind of Jesus looking. Like he had the eyes, if you know what I mean. And he and, did have the eyes. And sort of the, the Jesus. <laughs> I was in love with those like, eyes. Like, I had the biggest crush on. Oh, this dude. dude. Yeah. Like that's so fair. That's like, in hindsight. That's I'm sure we made fun of you, and that is super reasonable. I, well, I didn't I am, tell anybody. I'm I'm a crush wise. on this. That's super wise. I am a straight man who's married to a woman. I loved that guy's eyes. Great <laughs> <laughs> eyes. Oh. A, objectively, a beautiful man. Yes. What? Yeah, aesthetically pleasing. Like, um, but we crucified him. But we, for his, for our for our iniquity, we crucified <laughs> too much sauce. <laughs> too much yeah, like too, too much red. Jesus Jesus Oh, more. Kind of being into it at first, and not in like a weird way, but just being kind of like vaguely like, oh, play along with this. As we rubber banded his feet to a pole, rubber banded his hands to, uh, and I don't remember how we rigged this up. But it was kind of impressive in hindsight. We related with just rubber bands, a single pole, and like, um, a bookcase. Oh, that's right? a, he was a, guest that's a bookcase. horse and a bookcase. <laughs> we kept the choir hymnals on this bookcase. And then after a bit, he was like, do you guys ever think you'll let me down? And we were kind of like, we're not really done with the Roman soldier bit. We're quite enjoying <laughs> that. And if you wouldn't mind too terribly, we may leave you here to die. <laughs> Can I clarify? Was this in the choir room proper or in the side room? In the side room. Okay. Side room. The, yeah. the practice yeah. room. Okay. This was seventh grade. Because I remember... Because it was guys and dolls, yeah. Yes. It, okay, finish the story. Well, I mean, they, they, they only finished the stories, unsurprisingly, he didn't do the musical next year. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh, that's right, no, he did. didn't. Oh, no, that that breaks my heart. Which, like, yeah. you know, I he, he was a talented kid, and, you know, if I had been He had a solo. He did. In, uh... Fugue for Tin Horns. Fugue for Tin Horns. Well, wait, wait. I, I remember something, though. Like, it might have been choir or something. Like, the next year, because... I remember we he were, did choir. He didn't do music. Okay, yeah. So, so I think so, it was actually because he shot trap. Yeah, yeah. So, so in choir, we were going to do it a second year in a row, and so we were talking very loudly about how we were going to cruise. And we're, so we were the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid that did. <laughs> yeah. So, so we grabbed the kid and was like. Time for the crucifixion, buddy. And so we're walking into his doom, and he is smiling and going along with this. And then Miss Bowling goes. You cannot do that! And then us, obviously still somehow thinking we had an out, do what? Crucify him! <laughs> Which is the second funniest thing a teacher has ever told me. You cannot crucify your classmates. You can't sell that and not tell us the funniest thing. Okay, I was, I had this in my notes, I wanted to tell this story. So, eighth, eighth grade musical, uh. Was Beauty and the Beast. Beauty yes. and the Beast. So one of our teachers, uh, who helped out with the musical was like pregnant the year before and she had the baby. So she would, you know, bring the baby to play practice for Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So then all, so when this started happening. I know where this is going. Yeah. I don't. All, all, I'm scared. All the girls would be like, oh, it's a baby. Yes. So, it's me included. Yes. So after a few days of that, me and Anton came up with the response, no, it's a dolphin. And we thought it was the darn tootinest thing in the world. So that goes on for a few more days, and then the teacher comes up to us and is like, yeah, no, but I want you to stop saying that. <laughs> and it's and it's because in high school, her husband's nickname was Patty the Porpoise, and she did not know this. 
And she thought it was funny, so she told her husband, and her husband got mad because he hated that nickname. And he said, which the teacher relayed to me, the funniest sentence I've ever been told in my life. <laughs> you tell those kids to stop calling my baby a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know that you are a deeply truthful man. Otherwise, I would call every color and varietal bullshit. No. I swear on any Bible you can find that that was, those were the exact words. You tell those kids to stop calling my baby a dolphin. Which is like top ten funniest things that have been said to anybody. Justin has an extraordinary memory for really weird things. Yes, exactly. So I believe it. I was blown away. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Regarding Beauty and the Beast, just a quick tangent. Do you remember when you we made, air quotes, one of our teachers cry? When oh. you roared? I don't. It no. was, am I, am I allowed to say his name? Mr. Benish? We, you, it was during one of the performances, you did your beast roar... Yeah, um, I guess and, it's fair to say I played the beast. So yes, this is, yeah, you, yeah. You, we played the beast. You you roared during like the introduction, and then there was a baby in the audience. You made the baby cry, and everyone said it was Mister. Everyone Benish. said it was Mister. Benish who was crying, and I I've lived with that, and I've always thought it was really funny. That is that is a, that's, <laughs> that's a good bit. Um, <laughs> what else do I remember from Beauty and the Beast? Because that was a weird play. You were the fishmonger. Yes, no, and you were the best goddamn fishmonger <laughs> of Mississippi. Like, one down. I was a napkin. I was, I was a candlestick. And a wolf. I remember, I was a napkin and the old creepy, the creepy old guy. Monsieur Dark, I think his name Yeah, Monsieur Dark. I knew you had He's a name, I couldn't remember what your character cape. was. I, yes, it was that role was 80% cape and it was, 20% Nathan. It was the Dracula cape. It was so good. I also uh, manned the, uh, the fog machine. <laughs> oh, that's true, you did. You were the you only soul who could have been trusted with that. Which is funny because everyone was like, check it out, the fog's <laughs> up here. <laughs> Well, because I had to walk into the fog multiple times over the course of the show, and I distinctly remember being, like, in rehearsals when we couldn't keep it together, like, it was a very bad choice to put one of my dearest friends in the world as the fog machine operator, because you would just, like, throw some beers They're like, I remember one time you, like, went to the side, and it looked like you were looking you like, lifting it like an ice cream cone. And, like, every time I was like, I am going to piss in these very blue pants. Like, I... Oh, that's so good. I don't remember when we actually made our musical teacher cry. Yeah, because we were such bad children. Yeah. We were horrible. Well, and, like, we made them cry several times over the course of the week. No, no, some good, some bad. Some, mo- most the good, funniest. Bad. The funniest. It's bad, but it's, you know, in retrospect, I think we've all... Recovered, so so and and, and guys and was it coming out, no, coming out right? Huh? Was that guys and dolls? Yes. Yeah. Look, be lady and guys and dolls. Beauty and the Beast. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. So. Remember the crap scene in Beauty and the Beast? That's my favorite part. So. Snake eyes. <laughs> so so there's a song in Guys and Dolls that ends with like coming out, coming out right. Ha! And I, being the genius I am. Early on, was like ha Dukin! and would pretend to do the Street Fighter move, and soon enough that caught on like wild, caught on like wildfire. And then again, like two weeks before the actual show, we were still doing it, and our teacher cried and made us watch. 
Yeah. No, it was, but like, honestly, masterstroke of teaching. Yeah. Like, brilliant moment to be like, these are all incredibly guilt-riddled Catholic children who I can convince are all going to hell because I, like, the the, the confession line was longer that week. (laughs) But here's the thing with guys and dolls. The boys who were in the grade above us Mm -hmm. were, like, totally chill and good and, like, behaved. It It was was our grade. grade that was just a whole combination of horrible. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple outliers on both ends. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, I, I had the embarrassing experience of being the kid who actually wanted to be there. <laughs> Have you ever been the kid in an event who wanted to be there and no one else does? It's one of the most isolating experiences in the world. Because you're like, yeah. I wake up for this every day. I really want to be here. I'm, like, excited. And then everyone's goofing around. And then, like, two years later, you have the realization, like, middle school theater. Like, dog, it was not that serious. Why didn't you just have some fun with your childhood? Do, do you like, remember, after after we were all done with the plays and everyone was happy, we would do performances. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be open mic. Oh my gosh. I remember your open mic yes. and nothing else. Yep. And I, being the child I was, I... There was a very influential figure in my middle school life named the Computer Nerd Zero One. You... You, yeah, you hooked me on him. <laughs> yeah. And he would make song parodies that would, you know, just go to the tune of a song, and it would be loads of random words. Just look them up. Listeners, look any of them up. Yes. And you will understand middle school me's humor to perfection. That so, was it. So he just <laughs> dropped his Gangnam Style parody. Right. I remember that. Oh, yeah. shit, I remember this now. And I walked up. I was, like, the first one to go, and I rapped the whole thing, and people went insane. So then I, so then this was in Guys and Dolls, and I did it again in Beauty and the Beast, but for Guys and Dolls, they wanted me back up there. So, like, the eighth graders, like, demanded another performance. Encore! Encore! I was more than happy to give it. So, I I initially did not remember this until PJ Werning brought it up to me one day. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that fool. Yeah. With the (laughs) sentence, remember when you did a freestyle rap about a koala eating your dentist? And I was like, oh my god, I did. So I did a freestyle rap about that. And afterwards, everybody goes insane for me, except for one kid, Robert Kirkpatrick, who's just sitting with his arms folded going, he's just saying random words. He wanted to be the star of it. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. Oh, just just Robert. He's having a kid. Yeah. Which yeah. of these was... Included the lyrics, peanut butter, chapstick, pony. Because yeah. that's all I remember. That's the game themselves. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Do you remember the Party in the USA one? Yeah. Party in the, the local, local park. park. Yeah. Yep. I'm cleft. The boy should wonder. <laughs> Ask your parents. Um, <laughs> um, what other notes? Because I know you had like, a bit of an outline. Is there anything? You mentioned sex ed earlier. Yeah. Should we get into this? Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Nathan also had a really good suggestion. The fight. Yeah. Oh, God. duh. Okay, I think we should do sex ed and then the fight. I think we should end on the fight. Oh, okay. Is, is, okay, before that, does anybody have anything that's like a one-sentence non-sequitur? It's not worth discussing further. And then, remember that? That was wild. I mean, most of our childhood. Yeah, yeah. like ev- every damned thing. Uh, remember the time I had a cast... And we still decided it was a good idea to box each other in Nathan's backyard. Yeah. Yeah, that was the precursor to the fight. Do you remember that time where you threw me on the ground and almost broke my neck? I do! I do remember almost murdering you. Yeah. 
I apologize. It's fine. I hope I have by now. If I haven't, I am sorry. You, it was, it was Why immediate. Why did I throw you on the ground? We were just playing around. You like grabbed me from behind and just threw me on the ground, and my my neck just wouldn't turn a direction That's for a week. So right. Jesus Christ. You really and I remember. Because I, I would normally stand, you know how like kids generally have, like I don't know if you've ever a seen A formation? Like, yeah, like like the outsiders, oh, right? But they all stand in the same order. My spot in the formation was on the side you couldn't turn to. Yes. And I remember having to alter the formation for a week so that we could have our serious discussions mm-hmm. without you having to be like, I'm sorry, I'm infirmed. Pivot. <laughs> what did you say? Like... Uh, cause you guilt tripped my ass on that a couple times. And so valid, I'd almost killed you, but like, you know, in my defense, the science education wasn't too good either, and I don't know that I could have defined the word vertebrate, so... <laughs> anyway, sex ed. So, I remember that in the fifth grade they had a night. They did. And it was optional. Yeah, and yet it was very a, heavily it like was air, qu- air quotes option. Your presence yeah. was requested. Yes, yes. It was it was standing room only in both rooms. Yeah, yes. It was the strangest environment because it was just kids and desks, and all the dads just gathered around the door. Yeah, I presume in your room all the moms just like hovering. No, the moms stood next to their daughters. Oh well, that's that's gender politics, that's sense, right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna get At into that. No, family. but like, <laughs> that's so funny. Like. <laughs> Oh, that is that is yeah. Painfully on the nose. Catholic adult parenting routine. <laughs> That's wild to me though. Your dads are just like in the back, like pretending yeah. they weren't there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Truly, like clicking their heels, like there's no place like home in the middle of the presentation. Like so. Anyway, I don't. Does anyone remember what the night was called? It was like chastity night, or like keep it in your pants a thon, or like something. <laughs> like it that. was. I think it was something chastity. Yeah, like the chastity talk. Yes, that's what it was. It was so, essentially the Catholic with the birds and the bees. Exactly. Yeah. Which means, like, I, I assume that there are people who did not have Catholic educations. Uh, if it's not so much abstinence only as just abstinence, no need to imply other things exist. Let's get back to talking about abstinence, uh, just to like position you on like how this went. And we got split up into two groups. Again, this was a one-night-only show. Uh, <laughs> hottest ticket in town. Um, and all the girls got split into 6B. No, no six it was 5th grade. 5th? 5A. Yeah. Because yes. we were in Mr. James's classroom. 5A. 6th grade would have been too late for some of scale. the girls to learn these information. <laughs> right. I don't remember. And yet it was weirdly uh, kind of too early for most of the boys in 5th grade. Yeah, I feel like it should have yeah. been girls in fifth grade and boys in like seventh but grade. But then, if you I remember, I was like, tying my shoes at that point. Because remember, I used to not tie my shoes. I remember that. Really yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, we. <laughs> Jesus. Not the so, dumbest thing wardrobe believed I've gotten trouble for. Remember, Mrs. Hine got mad at me because I would button the top button on I my shoes. I remember thinking I saw in like a GQ once that like. New thing, hipsters are buttoning their buttons all the way up, and I was like, Pitchka was a fucking trendsetter the whole time. (laughs) Only because I was, if you know me now, this is kind of hard to picture, even more nightmarishly thin back then. (laughs) You were, it was, you had no meat on those bones. And your triplet sisters, nothing. And your younger sisters. Like a nod. It was like your mother did not feed you. Like a Tim Burton character. 
Yeah. Like, but I saw all of you eat. You ate. Yeah. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't that you were malnourished. You Your were just... metabolism is a thing of glory, my guy. Absolute like, insanity. Absolute insanity. And so, yeah. Like, so, so therefore, I had the wherewithal to like button up stuff. Anyways, another more triple-rated thing since you got me on hipsters. Sorry for this tangent, but I just have so much shit I remember. This is going to be like a four-hour podcast episode. (laughs) We're only at... An hour or two. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was was shooting for Especially because some of them, some things need to be cut. Yeah, it'll be an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one summer where the hipster trend was like glasses without lenses in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And LeBron wore them. Yeah. So so I'm like, I want to be LeBron because I was a LeBron fan at the time. Because he was on the heat. You so, didn't. So, this was at Totus Tuus. I had those 3D glasses. <gasps> That's right, I you punched did. the lenses out and I wore them all week. And you need glasses. Yeah. The thing. The only thing I feel bad about from Totus Tuus was when Anton stole my hat, my period of platypus hat, put it over his head, so I punched him in the dick. I remember that. It was like a heat. I've rarely seen a better below the belt shot in life. That was direct contact. Oh, you because it was rage. It was Perry induced rage. Yeah, I'm like oh, so Justin good. loved Perry the Platypus. Really, truly, yeah. Phineas and Ferb broadly, but Perry the Platypus. Perry, the little platypus. You can call him Agent P. Perry, Agent P. So, was curious, you have, you have found out why Nick got the lead in the musical, and not just... Uh, I got robbed. Yeah. So, sex ed. They sex split ed. us into two different rooms. Uh, and, was, uh, again, Kaylee, yeah. do you want to walk through your experience? As, I would like you woman. to do it first. Yes. Okay. That's so fair. So, we watched a video about a kid talking to his older brother about That's this right. stuff. And his older brother just, like, explain it. Kind of vaguely, but kind of not vaguely. And then the kid would be like, this is cool. About what stuff? Like, is, did you talk about sex? Is this no, oh, no, 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 okay. no, no. But we talked about all of the things that you would experience in we, a pubescent body okay. without explaining why they happen. So, for instance... Was, was this the video that had the kid from the Sandlot, but before yeah, puberty? Yeah. 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 The kid, you guys had a famous one in yours? Yeah. It was, uh, it was before the Sandlot. Dang. So, I guess... How PG are we trying to keep this? I, we're, we're fully well, talking. Well, the talk itself was very PG. Yeah. So. Well, sure, but it, like, I, 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 but it's like I want to use clinical terms, right? I don't know how to, <laughs> if you have kids listening, turn it the hell off. So why would you have kids listening to this? At this point, <laughs> my brothers have listened to the podcast. I guess Xavier and Daxton, cover your damn ears. So, <laughs> um, I guess. One of the things that was, like, over-explained in the video and yet completely under-explained was the concept of nocturnal ejaculation. I remember that part. So the actual function of wet dreams was, like, deeply explained and told it was not... It was explained that it's, like, not a problem. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. That's a natural part of growing. What they didn't explain is why you're dick would do that in the first place. Like, why there was any biological reason for that to exist. And at the same time, they're explaining intelligent design to us, and saying that, like, everything has a function and a purpose. And I swear to God, it was like goading kids who had the internet to, like, go to Pornhub. Like, just to figure shit out. It was like being like, we are gonna get you 90% of the way there, and then fully not, even not 90. explained. Not 90. Yeah, uh, maybe 65. Like, generous. 
about about halfway, and then you have to fill the rest in on your on your own. Yeah, yeah. Which like I, it was genuinely like all I can do is research, which is a thing that I was specifically told not to do. Right. Yeah. They would tell you this stuff is this stuff is a thing, and then they wouldn't tell you anything else, and you'd be curious. They wouldn't yeah. give enough explanation. You'd be curious, and then you'd look, and then that's evil. Yeah, so now, now, now you're in the system. This yeah. is the school to prison pipeline of, like, Catholic school. Yeah. But it's really just sex ed to confessional. I mean, like, yeah, I was about to say sex ed to confessional. But, but being me at the time, I had no interest in said thing. So it wasn't until, like, seventh grade where I found out through looking at memes on iFunny. That's how I heard iFunny. what sex was, but through iFunny. I was browsing memes, which were, like, rage comics at the time. And that's what caused me to put the pieces together. That goes in there, which does that, which makes that. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly... Which was never... I had a very similar experience. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was the biggest, oh, 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 of my life. Like, I just, like, the wave of what the fuck is happening when you've been withheld this for a year, and then it's like, final piece. And you're immediately like... I gotta go talk to the guy in the box now. <laughs> so what was your experience, Kaylee? Yeah. So, mine was similar. The one thing that I remember that I feel like none of you did, probably because you were boys, is that we also watched a video. Our lady turned it up so loud, and you guys had a very quiet video. So the next day at school, the boys were like, I heard your video! <laughs> Essentially, well, put two and two together immediately. Like, no, essentially, our video was like two girls and they were at a slumber party, and one of them was like, "It happened," course, and they were like, "What is party. it?" What? What else would it be? I think my sister has pads, and then like they went upstairs and got them, and that was it. And I was like, "What is going on? What is it? <laughs> what is it?" And then the lady like took out a pad and she unwrapped it, and she's like, "That's what this is." No mention of tampons. I learned about that from reading a book. <laughs> you like a book like You a- had to like study for tampons? <laughs> like I'm imagining a book that says like the Maxi Pad story or like, oh shit, there's an alternative like No, it was called Twelve. It was about a girl who turned twelve and just like experiencing the things of okay, a twelve year old sure. girl. And I was like, oh my god, those exist. <laughs> Well, my, si- my older sister had them, so I think I saw them in the drawer and was like, not for me, not for me, I don't I know what those are. I can I can understand why the Catholic people would think putting something in there would be evil. Yes. That's actually, you know what? Yeah. Damn. Yes. That is I think that's, that's why correct. they didn't talk about it, because some moms would have been like, oh, no, not my precious baby girl. Um, so anyway, that, that, that is voice. the... Exactly. <laughs> yes. That, that was a good... That is the extent of what we learned, is that now that you're growing older, there will be blood. We did not learn that there will be hair, too. Like, I feel like you guys got that, at least. No! No! Okay! No! No. Again, sometimes you'll... In your sleep! And that was the, like, all I remember, right? Like, was there any other meaningful... So my Catholic sex ed extended to the point that I don't know what I thought that boys had, but I imagine it was something like a Ken doll. Like, they don't bleed from down there, so they probably don't have anything from down uh, there. We were not given any instruction as to what girls had. Yeah. And I still yeah. thought that you got you got pregnant because you prayed to God. Like, that was the extent. So, uh, no, uh, I thought you got pregnant by kissing, so I was so confused in Hannah Montana when Hannah and Jake kissed and she wasn't pregnant the next episode. No, I knew it wasn't kissing. Yeah, I mean, that tracked pretty logically for most of us, but... Oh! Uh, <laughs> but my, 
the question that left in my head was, I was like, if you have to ask God for a baby, how do non-Catholics have babies? Well, sure. I didn't know about accidental babies at the time. Well, believe it or not, I did. And, um, oh, that's deep. Wow. So, I mean, like, that was a true, because I thought pretty much the same thing. Is like, you basically, or like, I imagined, because I grew up in late stage capitalism, that there was like some government bureaucracy in which you oh like gosh. showed up. So I just kind of assumed I was like, this is I in paperwork until I was <laughs> That like, I was some Kafka-esque nightmare of a system. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think about it much at all. That's so fair. <laughs> I didn't. I was too worried about my own shit to worry about what you guys had going on down there. I was like, yeah. I wonder what their video was about. I, <laughs> anyway, I there's gonna be what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that's a bigger is. oh shit bomb. Yeah. Than that's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, but but that wasn't the end of it. Do you remember the Generation Now kids? Was that was that later? Yeah, yeah. You just hit a tripwire in my brain. Like I that I way. I remember that that they were these like college dates kids. Yes, who would be like yo. They talked about skiing. Yeah, we're like we're cool. We go on skiing trips, and you know what? We don't do sex before marriage. What sex? Don't ask us. Don't do it, dude. Oh yeah, remember theology of the body. I do. I, oh I re- no, theology of the body. So for for the uninitiated again, for theology of the body is actually like an encyclical written by Saint Pope John Paul II. Yes. That like in fairly decent detail explains like exactly what you should and should not do and gives some justification as to why. And they took this and kids bopped the ever loving <laughs> piss out of it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's all needs to be said about that. I just remember I, one question. That will stuck with you all this year. Theology of the body. Ben Pinkerton, who we've mentioned before, yes. said these four words that have stayed with me throughout my entire life. What if you run out? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What if you run out? So, so, moving on. So let's. So you had girl genius. We had girl genius, which was also based off an encyclical. Ooh. I don't remember if it was John the Twenty Third or Pope John Paul II. I'm sure that there was an encyclical. But it was not John Paul II going. So here's what sex is like. That, it, <laughs> yeah. was, it was basically him going. Women are amazing because they can be mothers, and even when they're not mothers, they're still mothers. And Catholic, you keep girl boss. So yeah, essentially, you guys learned about theology of the body, and I saw your textbooks, and I was like, I would rather be learning about my body than having Mrs. Come in and tell me like you are important and you are wonderful and you shouldn't wear a bikini. And that was all we learned. I vaguely remember the two-piece scandal of, like... Yeah! Because the girls, like, discussed that as, like, the issue du jour. Because, like, obviously, some girls in the class, like, like, you know, owned two-piece swimsuits at the time. No, not two-piece... Because I had two-piece swimsuits, but essentially, it just, like, there was, like, an inch of skin between them. We're yeah. talking it was, about, it like... Was a tank- oh, a like, tankini. specifically... Yes. A yeah. real... Like, I remember... Tankinis and bottoms After okay. we had okay. that class, I asked my mom if I could get us two one-piece swimsuit, and she said, no, those are for nerds. Common misses aren't dumb, dude. Extremely common. <laughs> <laughs> there's a line in one direction, but there's also a line in another. Like, uh, <laughs> that's so 
fucking funny. I'll raise a Catholic, but I ain't gonna raise no bitch. <laughs> she did not succeed. <laughs> See, that's what we learned about, and I was like, please tell me about what is going on down there. I don't know. And yeah. I was too awkward yeah, to I mean, ask that's, my mom. That's so fair. Yeah. Okay, so, I think we're wrapping up here. Well, the fight. The fight, so that's what I was alluding to. Yes. The fight. Nick and I, aside from the boxing match in Nathan's backyard, where Nick had a broken arm. So how did that lead up to the fight? I don't remember. Okay, so it was a long story. So we would just, like, play football, like, with, like, five kids. So, and then, like... I think it was one of them. Yeah, it was one of them. And so, like, me and you would really go at in those football games. That's true. So then, event, and, like, we were getting on each other's Because you lot. really wanted to win, and I really wanted to not let you win. Yeah. Like, that was most of our motivation. Yes. So, you had the, uh, so, so like, was, there was, like, some tension there as well. Like, yeah, like, underlying. And tension. there was one time in sixth grade where you, like, we had, like, to read these sentences with vocab words in front of the class. I was a total dick to you. Yeah. And, and you ranted about... A guy named Bob, who was so clearly me. Because you went by Bob, one totus to it. I did. You one did. totus to us, I, I was Bob for the week. No idea if that was the glasses totus to us or a different one. So I believe it was a different one, because that was the only one that I went to. Uh, and I don't remember the class. You dodged okay. so many bullets not going to totus to us that yeah. often. Yeah, I went to it once, so I was like, Mom, that sucked. I don't want to go again. That's so I, I like, had to okay. go every year. I said the same thing, and my mom said, it is a week that you're not in the house. Get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it, because it was basically school, but no consequences if you goof off. I, I would fit in the cubbies in Mr. Medina's room. Yo, you would! Yeah, there, there were these little, like, cubbies that people would put books or backpacks in, and I would, I was thin enough and lanky enough, I could just kind of crunch my body up and fit inside of one. One, one thing that I think is, is critical to mention, uh, not related to the fight, is that Nathan was truly Houdini level contortionist, but also the oh greatest gosh. climber of trees. Yeah! <laughs> fucking life. And here's the the skinny on that. We have a tree in my front yard that is climbable to a point, and then past that, like, even for smallish children, the branches get too small. And you, like, look at that, and you're like, there's no way that any human being could, like, do the cliche thing of, like, popping their head out the top of the tree and being like, look, no hands. Mm-hmm. I remember you would study trees for a moment before you ascended. Like, you didn't yeah. jump, you thought about it. I would, I I'd visualize a path. Truly the Michael Jordan of tree climbing. <laughs> you saw the game different. Number one draft pick of tree climbing. My number one draft pick's a given. Well, Those sure. Are insane. But yeah. this kid was one. Like, yeah. he would I, look at the tree, and I, he would I and just in moments, he'd be doing the, like, I'm king of the world, like, on the top of the tree. That is the height. You were, like, probably 12. I, I was this. passionate. You were pretty, and you were also of a decent size, which is a disadvantage for this very skinny tree. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds tops. Yeah. And my mom was like, get the hell down from there also. <laughs> I growing up I had the nickname Monkey Boy in a lot of in a lot of my like summer camps I went to just because I'd climb on stuff. So anyways, there's so there was a never rising tension 
between me and Nick. Wait, I want to hear what Nick said about you and... Oh, no, he you, he just ranted about someone named Bob. Yeah, ranted about what, someone named Bob. What did he say? I'm bad at vocab, because I was a dick, and I, it annoyed me how long vocab took, and Justin was, like, the worst offender, and I didn't understand that Justin wasn't just, like, fucking around. I thought Justin was winding people up by taking too long, and I'm like, vocab is the worst part of this class. You are eating into my precious seconds of free reading time, which is what I live for at this age. Yeah, so... I, I we had a word that was uttered, or utter, and and you used that like ten times describing how Bob uttered things <laughs> that that you had found no value in. So there was it's a very middle school beef thing to do. Yeah. So so it was shitty on my part, and I apologize. Oh yeah. No. Anyways, <laughs> believe me, I'm beyond the that. I know. So anyway, that's so this was going to reach a point at some point. So eventually, we switched from football to tag. And tag involved, you know, us and then, like, the football group. But this time we played tag. And then one time, so, like, the same competitive thing would, like, always hover in the background. And then one time, there was this kid who you hated, who wasn't me. We've mentioned him before. He's a cop now. Yeah, he's a cop now. Or a, a soldier or in some, somewhere in the military-industrial complex. Yeah, somewhere in public service, I think. So, I think that's... Yeah. The, he has the government a gun. pays him. The government <laughs> gives him a gun and says, in certain circumstances, you can clip people. Uh, yes. So there's this person who I do not have a problem with, but Nick really did. So it was sort of anathema to my vibes, because if I was the John Mulaney, like, I just want to be left with my, like, you know, C.S. Lewis books, uh, <laughs> was like... I am going to be the loudest. I am going to be the fastest. I am going to be the best by saying I'm the best. I'm like, I'm sure he's a great guy now. I wish him well. And can we redact that name? Yes, yes. You know. Yeah. God bless him. Uh, Yeah. Like, like he, you know, like, it's kind of rough because he, like, he got basically exiled from his friend group. Yeah. So he was in a, he was in a rough spot because the people he used to pick on were now the only people who would, like, talk to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think it was, like, very natural. And I was the most adversarial of the bunch because I had probably taken the most shit from him at the same time. Yeah. And he was like, we were playing tag and he comes up and he's like, can I play tag with you guys? And I was like, no. Like, you're a jackass. Go back from whence you came. And he pulled the rule book on me and was like, that's exclusion, which is bullying. Bullying is wrong, and you can't do it. And I was like, so now we're applying the laws. Okay, I I see what's happening now. And he was like, okay, I'm going to play tag with you guys. I was like, whatever. So there's a point at which... We develop, because of course we do, like, team tag, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or at least, like, we've formed alliances with them. Factions. 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 Right? <laughs> this was diplomatic tag. Yeah, and the Hunger Games tag. And, like, uh, there was a bridge on our play structure, as there are yes. many play structures. That play structure lit, lit as hell, by the way. It was so oh. cool. Oh, so this Top was, tier. like, fifth grade. No, this is sixth, sixth. Sixth, sixth. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was in seventh behind. Grade was when they kicked us off the playground yeah. and made us play in the parking lot. Yeah, it was. It was in that playground behind the school. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I believe it or not, are in opposite that factions. Yeah. And we immediately begin to, in my perspective, antagonize one another. Um, Justin. <laughs> An hour and 15 minutes in, he starts caring about audio quality. <laughs> We're going to have to use the backup anyway. Um, <laughs> More likely than not, yeah. Um, Sorry. No, 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 that's a very hilarious note. <laughs> Just, Justin um, 
thought that I was anti-American, which was totally fair. I was. Yeah. And he starts to take issue with this. But again, Justin and I have built up beef over a couple of years, and we're still friends at that point. But yes. like, something was inevitably going to broil both of us over. Yeah. And it was this. Yes. Uh, Look, from my perspective, it looked like you were going to push him off of the bridge. You had a different side of things as to what you were doing, but from my perspective, it looked like you were going to throw him over the bridge. It's entirely possible I was going to throw him over the bridge. Okay. Like, I, I'm going to come clean on that and say, that's, that, that was a real possibility. So, so, so I go in to break this up. And, th- and then he's like, this, "This bridge is like three or four feet high, which it's is more than that. You can walk under it. If you're, really? If you're short? Oh, I know you're not short. Yeah, it's probably five foot. five foot, five and a half. I would have to duck a little bit to get under. Okay, I haven't been there since eighth grade. To be fair, Nathan, you're what I six four, six two. I haven't either, but I also haven't really grown much since eighth grade. So, uh, <laughs> the last time I was there was senior service hours. I volunteered at Totus Tuis, and let me tell you, after a a lifetime of being uh, last picked in kickball, being exiled from kickball, so Nick and I had to keep scoring oh the dugout. Yeah, we, we were so bad at kickball. I yeah. ruled at kickball. Yeah. I ruled. Two, everyone, everyone wanted the to The very bonds of kickball. Yeah. Truly. To be an adult and see people backing up when you come to the play. That's the best feeling. That is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> and I bombed it over these kids' heads. That was like a ten, like, your old wound just eviscerated. That's awesome. So, anyways, oh. so I try to break it up, and then and then you're like getting angry with me. Is like that's like okay. We take it to the like atrium where it's like the steering wheel yeah, and the ladders. There's like, yeah, there's yeah, like a sort of central hub of this thing. And so, the, yeah, so, so like, like time pull. stopping, like it's clearly like you and I are now the center of attention. Yeah, like, and and everything kind of goes quiet and like the form. ring. Like you went into a boxing ring. Yeah, yes. like oh you, you know what we're talking about, right? I, mean, I know what you're talking it's, about. It's sort of like a. Like I, was, a I did not witness this fight. This is all new. For it's me. like yeah. a. It's like a Smash Bros. stage at this point. Oh my right? god! It's, it's an octagon. Yeah. Oh yeah, cage match. Oh, right. Yeah, that's much better. And so we are staring one another down, and it then immediately becomes abundantly clear neither of us have any idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At this point, neither of us have ever been in any other real fight. Yeah. We, we had already verbalized all the things we could to each other. Which is like, you're stupid. Yeah. I don't like the way you look. Yeah. L- like, literally that. We had nothing to cut deep on each other with. It was just the most yeah. surface level shit you could do. So then we were just standing there. We're still angry at each other. The tag game has stopped. We can't go back to tag. Everyone else is watching us. We've yeah. truly, like, entered the mutually assured destruction. Yeah. We've got to fight. Yeah. There's no talking this out. We've got to fight. And I threw the first punch, to be, to be you fair. You did. You did. I started this, technically. Because I think I told you to hit me. Yes! Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, if you're going to hit me, hit me. And then you hit me, and I was like, oh, oh he did. He hit me. <laughs> I guess. Ah! And then, like, you know, I hit you back. Yeah. And the first couple punches, as I recall, were strictly gut punches. Like, just kind of trading those. And we didn't contend with the fact that while we were about to obviously hit each other in the face, each of us had glasses. (laughs) So, neither of us was willing to break the other one's glasses. Because we had a net worth of zero dollars and twelve stuffed animals. And so, like, 
I was not about to sell my children to, like, you know, <laughs> repay uh, Justin's... Debt? Debt, yeah. So, I remember taking a swing at your glasses and trying to take them off your face. And you saying, you tried to take off my glasses! And me wanting to just, like, stop everything. Yeah. Let's be reasonable. Both of us should just take off our glasses <laughs> if we're going to do this. And if we're being that rational, have we considered... Not doing this. <laughs> but we couldn't do that, so I just kind of stood there and nodded like, yeah, I did that. I did try to take your glasses. And so you tried to take my glasses. Yeah. And I said something to the effect of, I thought that wasn't fair. <laughs> you just called me out. I was a very justice-motivated child. Like, I, I mean, if you had, like, wronged someone or slighted someone, I felt the need to, like, superhero up about it. Particularly if that was someone was me. And, um, from there, we threw basically chin strikes, like, to solve the equation. And I don't think there was a clear winner of that fight. No. Because eventually, you guys must have looked at each other. Do you, how much of this do you remember? I remember you telling the story on occasion. I d- don't remember seeing it. I know I was there. You were I, there. I just I don't because you recall. pulled me back. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. Yeah, the, the that's what Nathan did to calm you down and to calm myself down. I remember this. This is again who I was in sixth grade. I sung to myself to the tune of Three is a Magic Number." Green is a lovely color. Right as we're about to start scrapping. That was your hype track. Yeah. We were obviously, if it hasn't become wildly apparent, the cool kids. <laughs> we are the cool kids. We remain so cool. Yeah, um, to this day. So there wasn't a clear winner. It's like, neither of us are strong or anything, and we're both too angry to feel pain. So. <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, in sixth grade. Yeah, and we're in sixth grade. So. So the scrap. So. Eventually, we caused such a commotion that the teacher, Mrs. Really? Well, first of all, it was Dolezal. Oh. Dolezal was, oh, the she one was a who lovely lady. To the scene. <laughs> and she was attempting to ignore the fact that it was happening. This was very obvious to me because I could see her over your shoulder. Oh. And turned around when we looked like we were about to scrap. <laughs> hoping, obviously, that it would diffuse because the woman was like. She easily took George Washington's older brother to the prom. And, <laughs> and they were up high. She would have had to climb a crooked ladder which to get up just to where not, you were. Yeah, or or one of those like over under ladders or dreaded monkey bars. None of those things were about to there was no safe path. There were stairs over by the monkey bars, but she would have had to go past the fight. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like not great form as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, Really fun fact. uh, My grandma taught her kids, so she had a soft spot for me because, like, she did. She always liked you. And okay, to be fair, I had particular beef with Dolezal because in our school system there were two classes in every grade. I had Dolezal, who was. I had by by far and away the weaker. And we were not friends at this point. So from my perspective, I had no friends in this class. I was completely on an island from, like, a friend group that I had very carefully built. Because I think the weird thing to say is that, like, before we kind of found each other, each of us, in our own turn at some point, had jack shit for friends. Oh, yeah. So, Including me during fourth grade. Yes. But I wasn't going to be friends with a boy. Right. Yeah. Ew. Cooties. Yeah. Cooties. <laughs> yeah. We 
Which, it sounds like that was less entrenched in other schools, which makes me sad, because I wish that I had learned to, like, be friends with anyone at all different from me yeah. at that school. Elizabeth, and that was not the strength, it's strong suit. Elizabeth at St. Joe's, Elizabeth is my wife for all the listeners, at St. Joe's, um... She she was friends with like a lot of boys growing up. Like it was very intermingled. <laughs> yeah, in school. not the case at St. Peter's. I think that was how it was at St. T's too. I think it just yes. if there were less people, like there were essentially like twenty five girls and thirty five boys. So like there were yeah. enough people that we could be segregated and still have like groups within that. Yeah, right. Which. Like, yeah, you kind of naturally want to group like items at that age. Yeah. Uh, like, this goes back to my theory that every child is a fascist. But, like, <laughs> you want rigid power structures. You want power in your own hands wielded by a mass. Like, that is pretty textbook, like, you know. Anyway. Okay. So how did this fight stop? Because so this was a stalemate. Nathan, Nathan and Anton ah. basically came up. And then went to specifically get Dolezal. Ah. Uh, and I think that at what this a point, the whole thing would have blown the over if had not gotten Dolezal. Yeah. Which made this thing stick in my craw longer than it should have, because I was like, listen, kids, and this is a, this is a thing I still genuinely believe, kids are going to scrap. Yeah. Good kids are going to scrap, bad kids are going to scrap, they're going to scrap with each other, they're going to scrap in their own groups, kids are going to scrap. We don't bat an eye when siblings beat on each other. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, Anthony beats up his siblings all the time. Yeah. They do the same to him. Exactly. Like, I it's it's not a problem. So it's totally normal. If Nathan gets to brag about his wife, I get to throw in my husband, you know. <laughs> also, to be on the podcast, if you're not one of the hosts, you must be married. <laughs> you must be a childhood friend and married. Yeah. And own a home and essentially make Justin and Nick feel like they're behind. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is no new friends are current ones make us feel bad. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel great. I'm talking to my roommate. Get, we are in front of a live. We are in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Say hi, Gabe. Gabe, you've been listening to the whole pod in real time. Do you want to let the audience know how they should have been feeling? That's for like an hour. Dude. That's too true. Okay. But you've talked about it. I But I also got like part one and part two. So like I got no, last you got night's part audio. One and part six. And then <laughs> I got like no, I was here for like you know. I've existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> truly dropping the day card in the chat. Like, <laughs> I, iPod, therefore I am. Exactly. Like, iPod. Come here. What, what, have, what have you thought of listening to... It's been good content. It's, it's good to hear old, like, old friends, like, go over and reminisce shit. Like, it's just fun. That's fair. Yeah. So, Even though you have no context, like most of the people listening. Yeah, like I, yeah. Have, like, hey. my context is knowing Nick and then having potted with Justin like yeah. twice. Like, <laughs> make sure to rate five stars if you really feel this way. Okay, I, I so, got you. I'll be the five star rating. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So recording. Justin's mom. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Love you, mom. So, if you're not disowning me by the end of this podcast, so <laughs> we should all be disowned. Well, at least me and Justin. So, so how did this scrap end? So we moralizing kind of, aside, we kind of stopped. Yeah, we we went down the twisty slide to get down. <laughs> and I remember yeah. being perp walked down a twisty slide, and really thinking, what series of life choices caused your criminality to end in a twisty slide? I probably slid down the pole that held up that twisty slide again because I climbed on stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you all did that. 
Oh, all, all the time. The time. <laughs> I, like, you're not a rule breaker, but... up that thing to the slide. Oh, yeah. Without so issue. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, like, a second. Like walking. Like, yeah, I, I would just, like, hand over hand, just pull myself all the way up the thing. Yeah. It was it was truly incredible. Um, so we get perfect down the slide. We get perfect down the slide, and we are told to sit on the bench. Yeah. We the sit on the same... Opposite sides of the same bench. The and, worst punishment. Yeah. <laughs> and we do the classic, I face this way, yeah. Nick faces the other way, we're not looking at each other. Nope, nope. And then we are at some point collected. Yeah, I'm still crying, by the way. I'm still weeping. Like, yeah. crocodiles, because at the perp walk moment, that's when I'm like... Truly could have played Johnny Cash's Hurt in that moment. Like, <laughs> I, I was a broken man. And and we we then walked back inside, did not say a word to one another until we get called to the principal's office. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. And for I, those of you who did not go to Catholic school, our principal was a nun. That's true. Sister Mary Michael. Oh, it was, it was Michael at the time? Yeah. Alma would not have dealt with Oh, shit. yeah, no. Alma, Alma was the sweetest lady. She would have just been like, oh, you poor children, go with the love and peace of Christ. But Sister Michael <laughs> was like, welcome to the Sister Michael Bureau of Investigations, we're getting to the bottom of this. Um, so we get sent there. Yeah. I'm probably still crying. And, yeah. then, and then we hash it out to the best of our ability. I mean, so... Sister Michael. I don't remember this conversation, by the way. It's a lot like when you get into a car accident and the cops like, so who's at fault? And you two kind of have to work out like who did what, uh, which you weren't like thinking of at the time, and you still are not like a rational like yeah. observer. And she you had a no killer reason. defense, though. I remember this. You said everything I did was in self defense. That was true. You won then and there. That was true. You won then and there. But then she asked us, the killer, to ask any Catholic child. What level of punishment do you think you deserve? Ooh, that hits home. <laughs> and I remember saying, just like that rattled my cage so hard as a sixth grader. I looked at her and I said, I think we should both be expelled from this school. She said, wow, yeah, I don't think that at all. <laughs> I was like, that's good. I'm actually very glad to hear that. I don't know where my courage has gone, but what I'm if, off to find it. What if she had called your bluff? And then uh, none of us would be in this room now, because uh, Justin and I would have got to... St. Michael's. The no, next year. you can't go to another Catholic school. You get sent to LBS. Really? If you, you get expelled? Out, yeah, I get expelled. was never in danger of being expelled. Shocker. Right. So I didn't know. So, uh, anyway... Moral of the story, kids. <laughs> fight after school. Yeah. Still fight. Fight after school. Yeah. We're Preferably doing in a backyard if your mom doesn't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. When and you're... when you're wearing a cast. <laughs> yeah. And when with boxing gloves. <laughs> yes. With a foam finger over the cast. I remember yeah. that was so funny. Um. Yeah. Do that. So so you got so we both got detention and like. With separate teachers. With separate teachers. At the same time. Yeah. So that was our punishment for people who needed to get walked out together because we both had to walk home. You were... Did you get picked up? No, I got picked up. Well, we walked out... Justin lived too far away to walk home. Yeah. That's great. That's fair. We walked out together and truly it was like a breakfast club moment. Like, we were all good again. Yeah. So I guess that's the other moral of the story. Uh, Well, okay. will fight your friends. Yeah. Well, we got called to the office like after sixth period. Because I remember still being mad at you. And then I thought of something about baseball. And it's like, I need to tell Nick this. But I'm mad at him. And then, <laughs> oh, that's the worst feeling. Yeah. Right? And then we got called to the office. And then 
you managed to highball the principal to talk her down to detention, and then, yeah. Because we might have been suspended in hindsight. Yeah. If we had not shown legitimate contrition. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like I agree with you that kids are going to fight, but the fact that you two had been friends for, like, five years before that... Well, like, fifth grade. It would have been, like, three years before yeah. that. I feel like that really lowers the amount of, like punishment that there should be. Yeah. Because, like, obviously it came from a place of, like, not hatred. Yeah, like, yeah. and no one was really antagonized. Like, the antagonist of the tale wasn't meaning to be an antagonist, was just trying to fit in with a new group of kids in a difficult situation. Like, maybe this is the moral of the story. Kids lead complicated lives. Yeah. Like, there was a lot going on there. And I think that educators and parents and everyone should, like, listen to their kids. But also, I'm gonna... Get a little sappy now. Oh, you have to. Oh yeah. Here's I'm the. Gonna cry. I cry everything. Here is the aforementioned big news. Yeah. This is how we close this. I don't think we should close close here. Okay. Drop them and leave them. But yeah. uh So the reason we're all here is we are all in the same room. We, we are all in the same room too. Yeah. I guess we didn't say that at the top. Uh, we are coming at you live with Justin's very nice podcast mic because let's get to the point. I'm leaving. Uh, I am moving with my partner to California. Um, I Nikki's going to go to law school, and we're very excited for her. She's going to the University of California, Davis. So I will now be in Sacramento Kings country, and briefly Oakland Athletics country, um, to bring the podcast back to sports. Um, I am moving to Davis, California, about 15 months away from Sacramento. And while I am super excited, um, I am beyond sad to be leaving a lot of people, and I'm particularly sad to be leaving the people who I haven't stayed as close with as I would have liked to. Um, And that's on us, too. Well, sure. Yes. But it makes it particularly bittersweet to see you guys knowing that we should have done this a couple times a year up to this point. And I think the reason... Justin and I had always wanted to pot is because, frankly, we all had a lot to catch up on. Um, we've all grown up. That's what you do. And we've all definitely, in our own ways, put our own spin on the foundations and the experiences that we've all had in life. And, frankly, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I hope that as many people as possible can have the experience to have friends that they can still stay in touch with that have have grown in different directions. And so I would like to say that should the pod still be a thing in another four years, uh, or how long have we been potting? Not four. No, three? it's coming up on four. Yeah. So no, I know it might be coming up on five because we did this started sophomore year. Okay, cool. So and, then, is... and then we potted sophomore, junior, senior football season. And then the first football season after that. As far as I'm concerned, we should catch up with these particular old friends on the pod. Yes. Twice a decade, but off the pod much, much more. Yes. I mean, I'd be happy to be here more often than once every four years. Yeah. Uh, You know, this is our goofy pod, and I never want to feel make people feel like, you know, we're dragging them on. But also, if there's anything you ever want to talk about, you are dear, dear friends of the pod. Yes. We should get t-shirts made up. And, you know... um, Open door invitation. Anytime. Always. Always. And, you know. Yeah. So that's all the sappy things I want to say on the pod. Uh, on a professional note, because this is technically still journalism, um, I am 
going to have an announcement about where I am moving. I can't give that publicly yet, just because I haven't gotten any clearance from folks. But kind of stay tuned for me from a journalistic space. From a sports perspective, I'm a Giants fan now, and I have been watching a lot more baseball. Uh, believe it or not, the A's kind of ruled themselves out as my baseball team uh, by moving out of the area. You look confused. Is it because you don't watch sports, Kaylee? Kaylee and I. Because the Giants are a football team in my head. The Giants are a baseball team in San Francisco. Kaylee and I looked at each other both very confused because neither of us really follow sports. I follow football. That's Husker football. Husker football. I can probably name every NFL team if you give me half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time for that. We don't have time for anything else other than for you guys to say goodbye and Justin to do any other business at the end of the show. Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. Podcast business. I stole that song from another podcast. Sue me. So and we're getting sued. Don't do that. <laughs> not us. We're not the host. Yeah, you're right. Me in three years when my partner's a lawyer. Yeah. So you know, this was wonderful. Like again, I like have many sentiments as Nick. Like I don't want to go too into the weeds on the grab party, but I should have been. You know, better that better here at reaching out to y'all. Like because I love this. Like it legitimately feels like no time has passed. That's what I was gonna say. It's like we were friends. Like, really, really close friends through almost all of grade school and a lot of high school until we all kind of grew apart. Yeah. And it, it's it been five years since high school. Yeah. And it's it felt it feels like no time's fast. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, a, yeah, we're we're washed. The fact okay. That there are two wedding rings at this table is yeah. to me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh. Kaylee? Got I am... Um, Extremely honored to be asked to be on this sports podcast. Likewise, as someone who thought he was thought Nick was talking about football when he mentioned the Giants, um, <laughs> and I'm honored to be included in this group because I was a late addition, and I feel happy that y'all are still willing to like hang out with me and reminisce about old oh. times. So, thanks. Of course. <laughs> oh. That's a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> this is one thing I kind of wanted to do. I think this would be a funny note to end on. Okay. Since one thing I want to say first, because yeah. I'm an asshole, is um, what we need to do next time, whenever next time is, is the Sharf Compendium. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I want to leave that as, like, the end trailer for the next movie here. I, like, you know, I have... we need to discuss all of the things that happened in high school, but specifically... This group of kids, this is for the, the, like, imagine, like, sequel music, if you can post in, like, like... No chance. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, jangly guitar, and then, like, imagine these kids from the stories you've just heard, but now they've, record scratch, grown all up in high school, and deal with things like relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, have, I have a story about history that. History class. And... High school. And and to lead it off a little bit, I I have a story about another history teacher. Um, oh, yeah. I, I was I was in her class. This is a teaser. For teaser. Next time. Uh, I was in her class, and Elizabeth and I were dating at the time. Yeah. She was very close with Elizabeth's parents. Um, so she had a particular relationship with Elizabeth. She very felt very protective of her. But she saw me driving my sister home from school, and there was a, oh no, there was another girl in my car, and she knew I was dating Elizabeth at the time. So 
she started giving me really, really bad grades. Like, she tanked my that's grades. That's awesome! That's actually metal as hell. Like, yeah. like, that's awful to you, but, like, imagine a teacher with the guts to be like, that kid's cheating. This is a really sitcom-ass bad. dilemma. Yeah, she... For the listeners... Nathan's sister looks extraordinarily like him. Same. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you would have to think some weird things to think that. Like, yeah, but she, she, like. And also, high schoolers often are forced to carpool with people that they are not in a relationship with. Yes. This is true. <laughs> I to beat that rap sheet with Kaylee multiple times. But, um, yeah, she, she started tanking my grade. And then during parent teacher conferences, she pulled my girlfriend at the time's parents. And said, hey, I have to tell you, Nathan is driving this blonde girl all the time. And it's like, oh, that's his sister. And then she's like, oh, no, I, I, she felt so bad. And then immediately, immediately my grade popped back up. <laughs> yeah. I, you blew the best high school story. Yeah. Right there. That was a, that was a teaser for Sharf. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, this is kind of something I thought about during to start the pod inspired by a conversation Nick and I had on the golf course. I think this is a fun way to end the pod. Since we talked about since we were kids, we're now adults now. We're washed up. We're so old. We're, yeah. so, we're so old. What is the most, like, old person washed up thing you have done? Me. I, there are, I cannot buy 90% of Little Debbie's anymore because they are too sweet. I don't like the taste <laughs> anymore. Zebra cakes have passed me by. They are too sweet for me. I am old. I am washed up. Nick, how washed up are you? I'm going bald. Um, <laughs> I would say two things. I would say something that happened earlier to Nathan and Kaylee's amazement that I didn't think was weird, which was that me and my roommates in a decanter had mixed two types of whiskey, and I could specifically tell what types of whiskey they were after two sips. And they were like, Grandpa, what the hell? Like, I, it was it was truly like being looked at. Like I was like the ancient like professor rolling up in a tweet. Suit. It's like a wine snob, but for whiskey. Exactly. He took one sip of this whiskey and went. That's an Irish. Urban and Irish. Yeah, that's that's true. That is me. So I'm incredibly washed on that front. Um, the other thing is that I bitch about my joint and back pain to my partner on a daily. Basis. That is extremely washed I up. I own multiple types of lidocaine that can be applied differently to different <laughs> aching joints. I take hot showers in the middle of the night when I am woken up by pain. Uh, I genuinely feel as though my body has quit already. I am 23 years old and Nick, I am dying. This started in grade school. <laughs> yeah. not, not like... The, all of the aches and pains, but you had to have a back brace in high school, in, in grade what? school. No, and that was high school. Was that high school? My back pain started, I mean, we can do that off the pod. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't really start to And our next segment, the history of Nick's physical pain. <laughs> yeah, this is excellent content. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know, you know me, I'm gonna say, like, we can do that, but it has to be a meditation on what Nietzsche wrote about pain. Yeah, yeah, be, no. Like, compelling to be. Ner- no ner- one wants that. Ner- so, ner- K- Kaylee, what is the most old person thing you have done? I think I am an old person. I'm 22 years old. I am the youngest person at this table, and I do so much old lady crap. Like, my favorite hobby is crocheting. I also... You can end there. <laughs> That's a podcast. That makes everyone here washed to know someone who crochets. Yeah. Nikki does the same thing. 
Um, I also love reading old books. I think the new ones are dumb. <laughs> and I hate new baby names. Every time Me someone names yes. their child something, yes. I have an old lady thing of, I don't like that name. I hate those names. Yeah. You roll up and your kid's name is Khaleesi. Just don't call her Karen. Like, that's... Oh. No. My cousin has a child named Aurora, and it's, like, specifically after Sleeping Beauty, the Disney princess. Yeah. Because they call her, oh, my little princess on Facebook all the time. Oh, that's kind of cute and also awful. Crazy. I'm not... As bad as some of you guys. You don't crochet? I don't crochet. Okay. You don't ache at all (laughs) (laughs) The the most washed thing that I do is, I mean, I have a house, so I have to do, like, house stuff, which sucks. And also, like, I go to bed at, like, 9.30. Me too. That's pretty washed. Yeah. In in college, it'd be, like, 2 to 3 every night. Yeah. And... And now it's like, I'm tired at 9 o'clock. And I go to bed at like 10. I look at my husband at 9.30 at night and I go, we need to go to bed. <laughs> like, this, that's late for me. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, the one who brought the I know. I, I got the content I wanted. <laughs> I, 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 led, I led this with I'm not as bad as you guys, but I think I'm <laughs> one of the worst. <laughs> well, like I feel like everyone in their own way feels like... So we'll have to compare notes again. Yeah. Uh, in the in future pods, how washed are we? Yeah. How much more washed can you get than this fucking retirement home? Yeah. <laughs> we are twenty two and twenty three. Yeah. You'll know I'm old when I stop swearing on the pod. Yeah. And you'll know I'm old when I start talking about how great fullbacks are. <laughs> you'll know I'm old when I am no longer saying the latest slang. If we're if, if, still if, saying Riz in 2050. Yeah, if I'm still saying Riz in six years, if I'm still dropping bussins, you'll know something's wrong. If he dabs at all in okay. the future. This is the story I'm closing the pod with. I am covering state track this week. And there was this one girl in like the 200 meter final. She pulled a hamstring. And she kept going. She finished the race, walking and trudging. The second after she crossed the finish line, she dabbed. And I want you to know, whoever you are, kid, you are going places. I, I hear chariots of fire over that. Yeah. You can tell the That's the human spirit. Yeah. That is love and loss and all the things. It was amazing. It was like this incredibly wholesome moment. The whole crowd's on the, on their feet. The second she crosses the finish line, does a dead meme. I I appreciate that so much. Anyways. Top tier. Well, 